0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Challenge Podcast. My name is Challen and today we're going to be looking at a review of mainly Game Week 36 Plus and a preview for Game Week 37, but because we have missed the last, the last couple of weeks, we're going to be taking a small review of Game Week 32 to 35 as well. A small caveat before we begin, I'm recording this at around 9pm on Thursday evening, so we're about halfway through the game week and therefore not a true reflection of how the game week has gone, but the games are currently ongoing and therefore I'll be checking the scores as as I feel I want to. And if anything happens, if anything strange happens in terms of my reaction, then you know why, mainly holding thumbs for my triple United and a Southampton goalkeeper on my free hit. So let's get straight into it. Uh, it's been a while since we last recorded, but as you know, these game weeks have been coming quick and fast recently. So it's been really hard to keep up with just life in general, and then FPL as well, and then recording a podcast. So I'm sure you understand. If you don't, tough shit. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, looking at the last podcast, we were referring to Gaming32, and Going into Game Week 32, I was on quite a high, sitting at about 12k in the rankings after a good bench boost in 31 and a wild card in 32 and really looking to push on from there going in towards Game Week 36 to 38 when I was planning to play my free hit. And so... Going into game week 32, my biggest concern was not having the likes of Aubameyang against Norwich, not having much in terms of city coverage. I didn't have any city coverage at that stage. So that was my biggest worry. And in the end, I went and I captained Jimenez in the first fixture of the game week against Aston Villa. And If any of you are superstitious FBL players like some of us are then you'll know about the myth of not captaining someone in the first game of the game week because it makes for a very tough watch if your captain ends up blanking and that's exactly what happened for us in game week 32. I captained Jimenez and he got us nothing. And on top of that, Aubameyang destroyed Norwich with two goals and an assist and three bonus points. So that could not have gone any worse for me. Not only that, but Man City provided Liverpool with their God of Honor and then they proceeded to steamroll them 4-0. Which didn't help my cause because I didn't have Man City assets either. So, in Game Week 32, I dropped from about 12K to, I think it was 34 at that stage. So, no, I'm lying. From about 12K to 19K, which, considering it's not a big drop, but it's not ideal. So, going into Game Week 33, I thought, okay, need to make some changes to stem the tide. And I made one change that week and opted to captain Mane against Aston Villa, and it ended up being a very good choice. Got a good captaincy haul out of him, 11 points. And that was the first week where I had the option of playing Jamal LaSalle for Newcastle against West Ham or to play Serge Aurier, against Everton, and this was game week, the first game week where I went LaSalle's over Aurier, and of course Aurier got eight points, and lasalle got one, fantastic, Fernandez, this was the first week where Fernandez went bonkers, he got 15 points, which was a good haul in the end, it didn't captain him, so it didn't really get too far in the rankings, didn't catch up, didn't fall much pretty average overall, 20K at the end of Game Week 33. Game Week 34 came around, and I decided that enough's enough. I need Man City coverage, and I need to make it happen. And that's what I did. I ended up getting, I took out Mason Mount, Somebody in defence, oh Maguire, and my third striker, and I brought in Mason Holgate for the bench. Mares in midfield, and Mason Greenwood up front. This was after Greenwood had already hauled hugely in the previous game week against Bournemouth. But it's fine by me. Greenwood came in, got seven points mari has got eight. Great stuff. And I captained Fernandez, who got himself 14 against Aston Villa. Three bonus points, so a fantastic 28-point haul from him. And yeah, it was a pretty decent game week. 68 points with a hit, so 64. But once again, Man City destroyed Newcastle. 5-0 and... I got one goal in the 5-0, which isn't bad. Didn't own De Bruyne. Thankfully, it didn't make a big difference. I did, however, have double Spurs. Aurier got his eight-point haul for me this time. But the biggest disappointment was having Son, because it was Spurs against Bournemouth. Who you would expect, in current form, to be relegation-threatened, basically giving up the ghost, conceding chances left and right. You'd expect Sun to score, or anyone in Spurs to score, but no, it ended up being a bore draw, nil-nil, which Bournemouth probably should have won, to be fair. Turns out that they didn't, and Jimenez didn't score again, which was a worry against Sheffield but Sheffield was strong at home, so it made sense. And Liverpool blanked against Brighton for me. Alexander-Arnold conceded. And Mane came off the bench and then got yellow-carded. So got a nice zero from him. So what could have been a very good week ended up being just average. And I ended that game week at 30k. So I've now dropped... 18k in three game weeks at the end of game week 34. Game week 35 came around and I opted to make one change and that was son out for Kevin De Bruyne mainly because I knew I was planning on free hitting in game week 36 plus. Therefore, had I saved my transfer. Then I would go into game week thirty six with two transfers, but I would lose them because I was going to be free hitting. So I decided to make the transfer and not not to lose the transfer before the free hit. So I brought in De Bruyne for Son in game week thirty five, and Captain Fernandez against Southampton at home. And, of course, this is the game week where De Bruyne blanks. He gets himself a three-point haul. And, of course, the man who you take out, just like it's Murphy's law, the person you take out in FPL in ends up being the guy who ends up scoring more points. De Bruyne came in, got three points, and Son against Arsenal got himself a goal, an assist, and three bonus points. So I felt a bit sorry for myself there. Only for a few seconds. And Man City went on to destroy Brighton 5-0. Unfortunately, my double Man City midfield of Morris and De Bruyne got me a single assist from Morris. And to make matters worse... Sterling got himself a hat trick, including that crazy hat-trick goal where he somehow fell over and the ball bounced off his head while on the floor and we, and nutmegged the keeper or whatever happened. It was just it was one of those things where as an FBL player you you watch a game knowing you don't own The right player, and your players aren't performing, and then something just absolutely insane happens. But of course, it's going to be in favor of the player that you don't have. (laughs) But fair play to him, a, a good hat trick. The biggest result besides that, biggest surprise result, was without a doubt, Mikhail Antonio's quad against Norwich, four goals, quite a surprise, but having seen that and Sterling's hat-trick, I honestly thought I was in for a massive drop in the rankings, ended up on 49 points, which was really pretty poor, to be honest, the average was 42, I got 49, And when I checked my ranking, I was surprised to see that I dropped maybe 4,000 places from 30 to 34k. Thank goodness. But the reason for that is that Antonio and Sterling were so hardly owned by everyone. that, Or everyone above me and around me that didn't really affect the rank, even though they scored so highly. But those who did have them did very well. There was a person in one of our mini leagues who managed to get Antonio, and by some unknown, I don't know, godly decision-making by this guy, he decided to triple Captain Antonio. Which, I think, is 24 points, maybe 25, times 3. 75 or 72 points from a triple captain. Unbelievable. Fantastic stuff. But of course, it's it's the kind of thing that happens in a mini-league where you're winning your mini-league and then someone gets a call like that right and they're just back in the running now that they've done it. Fair play to him. Good stuff. So, Gaming36 came around and I opted to do exactly that, exactly what I initially planned. I played my free hit and decided I'm going to get a power five in midfield. It was just a matter of deciding which power five. Did I want three Man City midfielders? Did I want to spread the risk? Did I want Mane or Salah? Did I want Pulisic or Willian? And that was basically it. So up until deadline, I was rotating based on whatever information I could find. I was looking at stats and tables that or on social media that people have made. I think there was one by FPL Lego Mane. He provided a very love very interesting table of minutes played there was also one by i don't remember the user where he did it was a whole thread detailing the formations and minutes played by each player and how successful they were depending on the opponents very informative and it truly did help me i don't remember the person's handle but big ups to them i ended up bringing jesus into my squad immediately. He was the first choice for me because I felt that he's going to be playing the most minutes until the end of the season. And I had De Bruyne and then changed my mind and went with Sterling just because of differential ownership. Not many people own him. So if he's going to explode like he did with his hat trick, then it would be a good thing for me to have him on a free hit and if people don't have him I obviously brought in Antonio, hoping that he replicates his quad against Watford this week. And then the mainstays that most people have by now, Fernandez, Alexander Arnold. And then I had to think about what I was going to do with regards to Chelsea. Because the idea was to, like I told Alex in the previous weeks, was to focus on attacking those relegation teams that look like they have nothing to fight for. So targeting Norwich, targeting Bournemouth, and just like Aubameyang showed me, he destroyed Norwich. I should've, well, I guess not I should've, Spurs should've destroyed Bournemouth, but for whatever reason, that didn't happen. And last week, Antonio destroyed Norwich again. So the idea was to bring in Chelsea, midfielders, strikers, defenders, depending on what the lineup was going to be, because they were playing in the first game of the game week. So I'm sure a lot of you know of the one of the leading ITK, FPL, in the know, FPL sources who leaks starting lineups occasionally before game weeks, FPL rockstar, very interesting account, great guy for doing what he does occasionally, gives you about 10 minutes to change the team, leak, he leaks the eleven. You have 10 minutes to then go to your team and then make changes if you want to if you're playing a free hit, bench boost captaincy it does help you so this week he the league came through that Giroud Pulisic and Alonso were starting which made my choice easy because I already had Alonso I had Pulisic and at that stage I had Danny Ings and I decided Let's go triple Chelsea. Let's go Giroud. And that's exactly what I did. And they all hauled for me, which was great. Not as big as a 4 0 drubbing, but it was a 1 0, and they each got a goal, assist, and a clean sheet and bonus. So great start to the game week. Moving on from there. Besides that, Arsenal lost, I mean, Arsenal beat Liverpool due to Liverpool, I don't know, half being on the beach, half, I don't know, just being champion, championship Mm. hangover, I guess. And yeah, Salah blanked again. Alexander-Arnold got zero, and that was unfortunate. And now we head into tonight's games, where I have Fernandes, and I have McCarthy playing. At the beginning of this podcast, I realized I said I had triple United, but that's my regular team, not my free hit team. So I only have Fernandez, not triple up. As it stands currently, the game is nil all between Palace and United, so boring there. Southampton and Brighton. Oh damn. Why? Brighton have scored against Southampton, which nullifies my McCarthy clean sheet. (sighs) Great. I'm currently sitting on 34 points, which it's a strange game week because the average is 18, which makes no sense. But 34 doesn't sound like a great score. So it's probably a good week to have a bad week. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Looking forward to the rest of it hopefully being better. At this stage, it'll hopefully be Fernandez, and tomorrow night Antonio banging in another hat-trick, which would greatly excite me. But let's look ahead to Game Week 37. Game Week 37 plus starts on Saturday. So once again, not much time to react. And this weekend also has the FA Cup semi-finals occurring. So we have Man City, United, Chelsea and Arsenal in action. Which we have to keep in mind for rotation in their games in the coming week. Because undoubtedly we can expect them to play the strongest teams this weekend in the Cup. And then depending on the result maybe switch it up in midweek. Something to consider though is that Man City and Arsenal play on Tuesday, meaning that United and Chelsea have an extra day to rest. And the fact that Chelsea started this game week against Norwich, they were the first game to play, means that they have even more time to rest, which I think therefore solidifies The idea that maybe the likes of Pulisic and Willian will play and not be benched against Liverpool and also the likes of United and Chelsea will more than likely not rotate too much unless they have to because of the Man City cast ruling earlier this week where Man City have not their banned from the Champions League next season, has been overturned. Rightly or wrongly so. That's up for debate. fact of the matter is, is that Chelsea, Leicester and United are now competing for the top four positions. So having extra time is going to help and they're not going to be playing their weakened weekend teams. It's a pretty tough game week for Leicester, they go away to Spurs, we have Man United with probably the easiest of the games against West Ham at home, and then we have the championship coronation for Liverpool at home to Chelsea, where I expect both teams to be on it, Liverpool have been well rested, that's next Wednesday, so it gives them a full seven days to prepare for the game against Chelsea to iron out those kinks that they've been having in defence, but at the same time maybe it doesn't, maybe they're staying complacent, and maybe Chelsea Chelsea's desire and fight for top four could maybe send them past Liverpool again, kind of like how they beat City a couple of weeks ago So we're going to have to see what happens there In terms of my plans for the game week I'll quickly run through my team just to see what I have I've got Pope in goal against Norwich that's gonna stay I've got one free transfer which at this stage I'm looking to save so that I have two going into the final game week so that if I want to I can always go and take a minus four or a minus eight in game week 38 and just have like a mini wild card if I really want to attack for the final ten top ten K if I want to get there. I've got Pope in goal, I've got Doherty against Palace at home, I've got Aurier against Leicester at home, who big ups to him because he's he played midweek uh, despite the tragic news surrounding his brother. So I expect him to, if he played yesterday, I fully expect him to play on the weekend. And I'm sure he'll be playing his heart out to commemorate his brother, if possible. So I fully expect Spurs to really take it to Leicester. I'm gladly going to be playing him. I also have Alexander-Arnold currently. But yeah, I'm still going to be debating whether i Keep him, or maybe downgrade him, maybe to someone cheaper who has a better fixture, who could get a clean sheet. Maybe double up on Sheffield, double up on Wolves' defence, or maybe get a Sheffield play in against Everton. Maybe even get one Basaka or Maguire against West Ham, and then use that remaining cash, which would be maybe two to three million use that to upgrade. It could be anyone. I could upgrade Holdgate. Maybe I could, hmm, that's a good idea. Maybe upgrade Gwendouzi to a Chelsea midfielder. Get Pulisic perhaps. That's maybe a good idea. That's my potential plan or would be to save the transfer or depending on the results in the FA Cup, I might have to either rotate or get rid of one of Mares or de Bruyne for someone who is playing. My captaincy is currently on Fernandez against West Ham because again they're challenging for top four. He's been their most consistent player throughout and I just I have a good feeling about him. Looking at my other options for captaincy, it's between him, De Bruyne Pep Roulette, it's pretty risky. Manet versus Chelsea. Mares against Watford, same thing. of re- rotation. I've got Greenwood, who's currently flagged. He's playing tonight, so we're going to have to see how he handles his little knock that he has on his ankle. I still have Rashford, which could be interesting. Or I could go for the postman, Mr. Reliable. Almost always returns. Jimenez himself. He's currently my vice-captain. So we're going to have to see. I'm not entirely sure just yet. On my bench, I've got hardly any players. Got Lascelles, Holgate. Lascelles, who's just had an operation on his ankle this week. Holgate, who played tonight, but has come off early. I think after like 20 minutes. And then Guendouzi, who just hasn't been playing at all. So. And Button is my goalkeeper from Brighton So I literally don't have a team besides my starting 11 Which could be bad if there's an injury So I might need to to do a small transfer just to make sure that I get 11 out Ideally though if there's any hint that they're all fit then that's fine But yeah, that's the intended team for this week my big Uh, The things that I'm most scared of this week are not owning players like Danny Ings. Southampton play Bournemouth away. Ings could do very well there with their problems in defense. Ake is injured. Mepham is injured. Francis, they've got serious problems at the back, so it could affect them and Stuart Armstrong as well. So they've been linking up well. Burnley play Norwich, so you would expect there not to be a massive goal fest because Burnley aren't the kind of team to score more than two or three a game, and if they do, it's quite surprising. But Chris Wood is back, and he's in a bit of a purple patch along with Jay Rodriguez. So... Those two teams are teams to look out for. Uh we've got Brighton against Newcastle. Brighton's still fully fighting for their lives. Currently they're at I think it's one 0 against Southampton. Not exactly sure at the moment. Haven't checked. Yes, currently still one 0 at half time. And Mopay could score. Who knows? We'll have to see. Sheffield against Everton. I don't see any big point scorers there. I doubt it. Wolves against Palace. I think that Wolves, now that they're out of the running for top four, I'm not sure whether they're going to they're be pushing too hard. They might be saving their legs up for the Europa League. They, I think they're still in Europa. Nevertheless, I think they might start rotating their squad out to at least give them some, a bit of a break. Heading into next month's Europa League quarterfinals. And then yeah, we've got Arsenal against Aston Villa, but it is away. Villa fighting for their lives, getting a draw tonight against Everton. So Villa, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to sneak a result against Arsenal. So maybe the only person who could potentially score well for Arsenal, or it's probably Aubameyang. He didn't start against Liverpool, so he'll probably start in the FA Cup this weekend. And then most likely against Villa. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm willing to put money on Villa, sneaking a result there. Man United against West Ham, the person I'm most afraid of there is without a doubt Martial. I don't own him. I do have three other Man United attackers, but I'm very worried that he ends up scoring a lot. And of course, not owning Salah because he's been in quite a bit of form recently. But I do expect him to potentially be rested against Chelsea. No, there's no way he will be rested against Chelsea. He has a whole week to rest, but he's been starting all the games. In the last game against Arsenal, he looked pretty, a bit off. You could, you could see he looked a bit out of it. Maybe a bit unlucky not to have scored, but definitely wasn't himself. Mane, doing very well. Still trying his best to push for that golden boot, but I think the likes of Vardy, Ings, and Salah are right up there for that. But, yeah, that's about it. No transfer plans, besides maybe taking a punt on Pulisic. We'll have to see. Anyway, that's that. I'd just like to remind you to follow us on social media at FanChallenged on Twitter, or you can follow my personal account at Chaz Button, C-H-A-Z-B-U-T-T-O-N. Any questions that you might have, you can pop them there. Comments, questions, whatever you might like to mention, go ahead. Also, do us a solid and like this if you've enjoyed listening to it. Subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you listen to. And that's all from me. Thanks, guys. Have a good game week. Good luck for Game Week 37. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye.